the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, it's a Thursday. Good to have you here. Bob Ballinger, state senator, will join us at 635, and uh, we'll talk to him. 7 o'clock, Duck and Joe will be here. And as they always do on Thursdays, they will answer your car questions that you might have. Uh, I don't know. Did you see the story yesterday that was released about this new device that they have that they're putting on trucks? that keep them from let's say they're going out they're out in the west and you're going through a mountain pass and they get those crosswinds and it blows the trucks over uh they have a device now that it'll blow the uh the top of the trailer off and it will go and fall on its side but it will not overturn the cab of the truck so the uh the driver can keep it under control somewhat and uh, that way they can keep from having a lot of innocent people killed in a big traffic accident so i was kind of interested i'm going to talk to duck about that uh later today as well you know i i point out during the course of this show it, it won't happen every week but it we definitely cover things every couple of uh couple of things every month and and it has to deal with what uh, has happened in history because as the old saying goes if you don't learn from history you're you know you're destined to repeat it and we've seen this what i'm going to talk about repeat it not on the scale that it happened but we've seen it in other countries and that is today was the day that the concentration camp of Auschwitz was uh, liberated by russian soldiers in 1945 January 27th, 1945, just weeks before they they liberated, the, the, the Germans knew that the Russians, there's nothing, no way to stop them. No one knows why exactly they did what they did because they did destroy a lot of papers and things of that nature and communiques that they had uh, during that time. But evidently, Austowitz was a, a group of camps designated one, two, and three. There are also 40 smaller or satellite uh, concentration camps right around it. And there were about 60,000, let me say that again, 60,000 prisoners at Auschwitz when uh, they knew the Russians were coming. Uh, They took those people and, and put them on a forced march, some 10, 15 miles away, others hundreds of miles away they had to walk. Uh, and they were sending them back to Germany 
where they were going to be used as say as slave laborers uh, at the end of the war uh, to make the final stand against the uh, allied forces that were uh, that were coming and I wanted to read some information that I had here that is just absolutely it just gives you the this is just for one camp, all right? Um, my father, who served with Patton, the Third Army, he was in the mechanized side, uh, was, uh, did Buchenwald. And it was so bad. Well, my father didn't talk about World War II very much anyway, but he would not talk about the concentration camp. You couldn't pry anything out of him about it. Uh, I've read a lot of things about it. They were trying to, uh, you know, Nazis were trying to annihilate uh, the Jews, and uh, they succeeded in kill, killing what what historians, as they've done the figures and things of that nature, believe was somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, six million people. Now that didn't, that wasn't just Jewish folks. They also killed the disabled homosexuals and gypsies because they were trying to achieve a pure Aryan master race. But they did. At camps, people were subjected to forced labor, medical experiments, and mass uh, uh, murder. Let me find this one story about uh, Auschwitz. These Here's what they had. It was an orchestrated killing ground. 300 prison barracks. Four bathhouses in which prisoners were gassed. Corpse cellars. And cremating ovens. Thousands of prisoners were used for medical experiments overseen and performed by the camp doctor. You may have heard this name, Joseph Mengele. The, uh, he was known as the Angel of Death. Uh, the Red Army had been advancing deeper into Poland since mid-January, having liberated Warsaw and Krakow. Soviet troops headed for Auschwitz in anticipation of the Soviet arrival. SS officers began a murder spree in the camps, shooting all sick prisoners and blowing up the crematoria in a desperate attempt to destroy the evidence of their crimes. When the uh, Red Army finally broke through, Soviet soldiers encountered 648 corpses and more than 7,000 starving uh, camp survivors. There were also six storehouses filled with uh, the remains of, uh, of things that uh, not, uh, these Nazis took from the Jewish uh, people. There were 270,000 men's suits. There was 1.1 tons of human hair. There were 378,000 women's dresses, and it just goes on. It's disgusting, absolutely disgusting. And like I said, the reason I bring it up, it really, uh, I need to make sure you understand, it, it was something that absolutely did happen there's deniers out there there's people who have written books and said it's not possible for them to have killed as many people as people say the nazis killed 
not in five years. Oh, well, they did. All right. I mean, when when you've got hardened soldiers uh, and, and they won't even talk about it, when it's historically documented that when Patton went into Buchenwald, uh, Buchenwald and saw what the Nazis had done, he went to the corner of the building and puked. They said that Ike got there and they said Ike was totally pale. And how did they put it? Ike wasn't a guy that paled easily. Just know it was a terrible, terrible time in in the world at that time. And that what the Nazis were doing is is never been, you know, never been done like that again. Thank God for that. It's not been paralleled as far as doing that. So it's just something that I I I, I wanted to remember today. I want you to remember it. If you go ever go to Washington DC, go to the uh uh the museum that they have. Uh, they're dealing with the Holocaust, Holocaust Museum, and uh, the pictures will bring you to tears. There's there there's World War Two uh, people now they're dead now. Uh, most of the World War Two veterans are dying off quickly. The last uh, thousands that are left, and the ones in the European theater that theater that had to take part because see. You, you want to, how many, you know, I talked about Auschwitz and how many people they killed. They were killing 6,000 people a day, a day in, uh, in the gas chambers. They had 40, are you ready for this? They had 42,000 concentration camps, 42,000 factories of nothing but murder and experimentation and disgusting things that they were doing then. So anyway, wanted to to bring that up to you today, and uh, you know, take a moment to to remember uh, that we destroyed the Nazi machine along with our allies, and that's a good thing. We de- we destroyed the Japanese killing machine, and that was a good thing. Because uh, you just got to go back and read what they did. To China. You wonder why China and Japan don't get along even today? Go back and read the history. You know, read about the massacres that the Japanese committed against the Chinese people. It's incredible. Just incredible. And and this stuff has been going on by these ten horde dictators for a long time. I mean, um, you know, Saddam was the same way. He killed thousands and thousands of people. He sent thousands more off to die when he was fighting Iraq, Iraq and Iran, or he was fighting Iran uh, in the war over there in the Middle East. And uh, just just terrible stuff. I got a coin at my house that has uh, Hussein's picture on it. It was given to me by one of the guys that helped uh, liberate uh, Iraq when we went in there and, and took it back and freed their people and if you didn't have this coin in your house say an official happened to walk in and they didn't find that coin you could be similar to take it out right there and shot killed because they figured that you were not someone who was behind you know Hussein, if if you spoke out against 
Saddam. You know, members of your family might disappear. We had an interpreter on here a few years back that uh, he knew a family whose daughter disappeared, and she reappeared again two months later in pieces wrapped in plastic on and on, right in front of their front door. Be glad. Every day when you wake up, I say this to people, they look at me kind of silly, but I, I'm, I'm honest about this. You won the greatest lottery in the world when you were born into the United States of America. I know we got problems. I know that some people uh, don't make their, you know, their nut, as we like to say. They, they, they don't, they don't meet the uh, and get to the, the the happiness that they wanted in this country. But you didn't grow up, and you weren't born in a country like that. There's other countries that are just as bad, and you weren't, you know, you didn't get raised in that country. Not saying that we haven't done bad things in our own country, but nothing, nothing like that. All right, we got to take a break. Got to get our first break in on the day. Don't forget about uh, Pat Davis. Pat Davis has uh, some great health insurance he'd like to talk to you about. No matter who you choose, whoever the provider is, he can work this deal with them. You'll have no co-pays. He's got deductible busters uh, that he can get for you. And he can save you 30 to 50%. What you have to do is call him. You need to talk to him. Let him explain how it all works. Pat Davis can be reached at 501-605-6935. And don't forget, you can reach him online. One word, your health plan man, yourhealthplanman.com. All right, back with you, sitting in the studio today. We had a guest set up, uh, but they have not called yet. So uh, I'll see if we might not be able to get them on tomorrow because they have something important to talk about dealing with all these major corporations uh, that are are going to spend billions of dollars uh, during the Olympics, which starts, I think, in nine days now. And in a country where they still have labor camps, just like the the Nazis had, they got labor camps and they've got uh, slave labor and uh, they, you know, these Muslim uh, believers are are being wantonly killed and things of that nature. And we we carry on business as usual. It's going to stop. It really does. It really should stop. And we should just start making this stuff here in america where there's other countries that would like to have us there as well willie's got something that uh he wanted to talk about what you got willie it, it's the uyghur people in china yeah the uyghurs yeah yeah uh we just we just sent 68 tons of, of weapons to the to ukraine uh-huh and uh the russians are you know at the border I hope none of that their weapons came from off our our stuff uh, in Afghanistan. Well, I doubt I doubt if what the Soviets have is our stuff in Afghanistan. If anybody's got it, it's Chinese because uh, they they went in basically almost a few days after we finally uh, left. What's interesting about all of this is yesterday finally. The Biden administration said that second pipeline that they're trying to build over there, 
is, uh-huh. it, that they told it it you know it, it's been it's been stopped and said that it will not continue to be built uh, as long as those Soviet forces are there. So I will get in my long column of uh, uh, yays and nays for the Biden administration. And let me tell you, the columns for nay is is long, very long. I give him one yay. Okay, one one yay. That that was should have done that. You know, in your own personal opinion, you think the Russians are going to invade? Yes, I do. I do, too. Because Here's the reason I think it uh, is that 20 years now, Putin has been in, in charge. And since the time that he took over, all he has ever talked about is reconstituting the Soviet Union. I mean, if, when people say the Soviet Union now, it doesn't exist it's Russia now. He wants to bring back the empire. And that's that's what this Ukraine thing is about. One, he, he wants that part of Russia again. And two, he doesn't want them to be part of NATO. So it means back 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 in the USSR. Yep, that's yep, that's exactly right. Beatles weren't wrong. All right, buddy, we'll talk to you later. And I mean it's the truth. You know, this man wants to rebuild the Soviet Union. When you think about the Soviet Union and you think about Lenin and you, talk, and you think about Stalin, think about millions who died. Seriously. They wantonly just massacred people. They starved their own people trying to do their farm collective that did not work. So it's just, you know, like I said, get up every morning and thank God that you were born in the United States of America, even with our problems. You're in the greatest nation on earth. As long as far as I'm concerned, you are greatest nation has some pimples, has some boils, have some, had some cancers that we've removed some stuff from, but I'm just telling you ain't nothing like what those people went through. Unbelievable what they went through. I'm one of those people that believe in my country. As as wrong as we have been in some instances, we have been right in more instances, and we have liberated more people from under the iron hand of tyranny than any other country in the world. Look, we didn't do it like the Romans did. The Romans, you know, they did it so that they could have the land and they could have... uh, you know, the slaves, you know, there was a time in Rome that when you looked at the population of Rome, more people were slaves than were free Romans because they were out, uh, you know, uh, defeating all their, what they said was their enemies, but all the other governments that were around them, whether it be the Gauls or whether it be, uh, you know, what we would know later on as the British, Irish, Scottish, uh, over into the Middle East, the Egyptians and all the rest. Uh, You know, all of those countries were under Roman rule at one time. And you were not as free as you are now in the United States. I'm just telling you that. We are um, something completely different Uh, than any other country that's ever existed. 
I believe that most Americans want to do the right thing, do the humane thing, do the merciful thing. And that's why we sacrifice our own at times uh, to give freedom to people who find themselves in a country that they don't have any freedom whatsoever. And they got some fanatical dictator uh, that uh, is, you know, making problems, whether it be Hussein or or whomever it might be uh, over in the Middle East at this time and uh, or Japan or not Japan, uh, China, uh, Russia. Uh, and you can go down the list. OK, you know, you know who they are uh, and you got to stand up against them. You just got to stand up against them. All right, coming up, uh, bottom of the hour, got some news for you. And then after the news, Bob Ballinger, state senator, is going to join us. We're going to talk to him a little bit here on the Dave Ellswick Show. He's running again for re-election. And just like to talk to him about uh, what he is seeing should happen in the next General Assembly that will occur next year uh, here in Arkansas. But until that time, which is five minutes away, we will pay some bills and bring you up to date on what's happening in the world. It's the Dave Ellswick Show on The Answer. All right, 25 minutes until 7 o'clock, and uh, we'll be talking in just a moment with State Senator Bob Ballinger. Got some things to discuss with him. He's running for re-election. Want to talk to him about uh, how that's going and talk to him about what he foresees in the coming months as we elect a new governor and uh, what he thinks that the next general assembly will be like uh, next uh, next year. We'll talk about that with him as well. Right now, let me talk to you about Billy Mack, who's the owner of uh, ICU Protection, LLC. ICU, that's the letter I, the letter C, the letter U, uh, is one of those uh, really good security companies. Security companies that make sure that your home is secure or your business is secure. And they charge you for the service, but they do not charge you for the hardware. And uh, you can have cameras, you can have uh, things that are put on windows and doors and things so that you know if somebody has, uh, you know, busted into your home, they can have it delivered to your cell phone so you can see it. Uh, it's stored in the cloud, so whoever does it can't get to your hard drive and destroy that and destroy evidence. But Billy Mack wants you to know, for instance, when it comes to cameras, he uses the best. 1080p, that's what they are, 1080p. Now, to give you an idea what 1080p means, that if you have uh, direct TV, which I do, uh, the uh, picture is in 1080p, and it is clear clean and you can you can see everything uh you know you see some of the some of the security systems and what they offer is nothing more than kind of blurry and grainy pictures and it's all in black and white not so with what they use at icu protection llc but remember they put that on put those in your house and uh you don't have and let me reiterate this. You don't pay for the equipment, uh, the hardware. You pay uh, for the service. Service starts at $40 a month. It's what it is. 
So think about that. ICU Protection LLC. Call them today, 501-205-1333. You can have them come out to your home, and they'll tell you what they suggest that you do so you are well protected uh, or at your business. That's ICU Protection LLC. All right. Senator Bob Ballinger is here on the Dave Ellswick Show. He's a friend of the show. He's been on it many, many, many times. He always comes whenever I ask him to join us. He's always makes himself open to talk about the issues affecting our Kansans. And, Bob, how are you this morning? I'm doing very good. Thank you for having me on, Dave. Well, of course, always. Are you, are you at home or are you here in uh, Little Rock somewhere? Well, neither. I'm in my office in Oark. Hmm. So I'm, I'm close to home. Okay, well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. You need to stay home as much as you can now so that you have some time with your family and stuff because I, I don't think a lot of people realize when you're elected to be a state senator or a state rep how much time it's really going to take in your life uh, to do that stuff. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd say just on average probably 20 hours a week, and, and that's that isn't when we're in session when it's uh substantially higher than that so yeah 60 yeah, it, hours it, it's a, week. a lot of work it, it is it is a it's a privilege to have the opportunity to serve so well how is your how is your uh, race going are you being primaried or is it just uh you're you're clear until uh we get into the general election i'm being primaried three times over so really i have, I have abundance of, of opponents also a Democrat opponent who's announced. So it'll be it'll be it'll be fun until November. All right, so it's gonna be a long haul is what you're telling me. Do you think that some of that is because you've been so out front with a lot of the conservative causes uh that that you are involved in? Because let me tell my listeners real quick, you've heard Bob on my show a lot of times. This is a man who's a true conservative uh here in the state of Arkansas and he gets he gets attacked about it constantly. And uh, is that what's going on with this whole primary challenge stuff? Yeah, so two of my, two of my primary um, opponents, and, and I think they're both good men, um, but they, they both, when they, when they were asked about distinguishing themselves, um, one of them said they, he's not going to focus. He'll, he's going to focus on taxes and, and uh, education and economic development. And not all those things that are just a distraction, which, you know, I, honestly, we have been focusing. We've done, you know, had the biggest tax cut in Arkansas history. But, you know, tourism is, is up in Arkansas. We're doing a good job. We need to do more. But, you know, the the school systems, we've been, been giving more money to teachers and and doing more with some, some school reform. Like we've done done some good things in each of those areas. So I don't want to minimize those areas. But at the same time, when, when he was asked what, what are those other things that, he doesn't want to waste time on. He said he'd rather not talk about it. So, <laughs> you know, what are, yeah. So, so what are those things? Those things are critical race theories. Those things are abortions. Those things are you know stand your ground. Those things are are religious freedom. Those things are you know a lot of the other issues. And and it's not you know I'm I'm the chair of Joint Energy. I've carried bills that deal with you know protecting the energy rates in Arkansas when faced with federal regulation. You know I've done a whole bunch of other things that that have have little to do with those issues that are still important issues. But, but what he's saying is those important issues that I catch a lot of flack about, 
um, that that he's not going to focus on those. And and then the other one, it, like I said, I think they're both good guys and and um, you know good people, but but they basically have promised to to keep their head down low and not do these things that that embarrass some of the some of the more elite woke people. And uh, and so you know they're running. All right. So the bottom line is they're not conservative. Well, and, and I wouldn't even say that. Like, like uh, I would say one of them. I'm, I'm would question his how conservative he is. Okay. But just, they're, they're not going to be the point of the spear on these issues, right? They're not going to be the ones who are following the bills. They're not going to be the ones who are speaking at the well form. They're not going to be the ones who are pushing it along to make sure they get passed. And, and that's that's just the difference. And honestly, the other guy seems like a great guy. He just, it, uh, you know, not. Hasn't been paying attention to Arkansas politics at all. Just felt like, honestly, I think he's a product of something we're seeing, which is great, is that there's a bit of an awakening of people who are wanting to get involved in their government and, and um, you know, feel like that, that things are going the wrong direction. And so, you know, it, it's motivated him to get in. He just he just lives in the wrong district. But, but seriously, you know, from my standpoint, I think primaries are great for the system. Like, I don't want it for me, but at the same time, you know, <laughs> It, it is really good for the system that people are out there. It, it forces me to go get engaged with, with uh, constituents, um, to, to hear them, to listen to them, to get to know them. It makes me a better person because I've got to know so many, like, incredible people um, because of it. Like, I went through a nasty primary in 2018, but I would have been so blessed with some of the friendships that I made with people that I would have never even known had I not went and knocked on their door and got to know them, and and so anyway, my uh, in the end, I know it's good. Um, it just means more work. All right, well, let's talk about the future a little bit. We'll do that when we come back from the break. I'm going to get my break in, and then we'll come back and have some, uh, you know, uninterrupted time that we can talk together. My guest, State Senator Bob Ballinger, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. You know, we're in the calm before the storm right now, uh, starting about February 22nd. All kinds of lightning and thunder and all kinds of stuff is going to break loose. Don't forget that we will be live at the rotunda of the Capitol. I've talked to the people in the know there, and we'll be set up and ready to broadcast the first day when people start declaring uh, their candidacies and putting their money down, because that's when it counts. Can they put the money down? Because it's not cheap to run uh, in the Republican Party for an elected office. We'll talk about that a little bit with Bob as well. Uh, don't forget about uh, David uh, Lucas Financial. They want you to know that if you're looking to get into silver and gold because of all the crazy stuff that's going on uh, in our economy right now, that they can help you out with that. Uh, their phone number is 501-222-3315. You can learn how silver and gold could help you protect your assets. That IRA, that 401k, your hard-earned savings they uh, work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country, so you get direct prices from a dealer that you can trust. Again, to learn about buying silver and gold, because buying precious metals is a totally different thing than buying stocks and things of that nature and doing an IRA or whatever. Uh, 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services are offered through the David Lucas Lucas Financial, which is an Arkansas registered investment advisor. All right, we've got about 12 minutes until 7, and State Senator Bob Ballinger is with us. 
Joe and Duck will be with us here after the news at the top of the hour, and uh, we'll talk about cars uh, at that point. I want to talk to Duck about this new device they've got for trucks uh, that, though, uh, if you get caught in a high wind or whatever and your load tips over, you still keep control of the cab and the trailer. It's kind of a unique uh, approach uh, to keep uh, fatalities from happening on the road. So we'll talk about that with with Duck and uh, see what he has to say about it. But right now, Bob Allinger with us, state senator. Uh, good to have with him. You heard he's got, got himself uh, some primary challengers. He's got a Democrat that wants to unseat him uh, if he's running in the general election. And I have no doubt in my mind that that will occur as well. But uh, what do you think, uh, Senator? Do you believe that uh, we'll gain a few more houses in the in the Senate? And I knew we got a super majority already. Are we going to have like a, a super duper majority? <laughs> yeah, I think that we'll probably gain one seat in the in the Senate and, and probably a couple in the House. It'll be one. Um, right now, the 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 issue is not so much as whether or not we get more Republican, while I think it's good we do, it's that they're stand together and, and support the Republican platform. Yeah, we got to get principled Republicans. Yeah, and and I, a lot of them are. Like, I'm not the guy that, that says that, you know, we have votes bunch of twist or whatever. That's not what we're doing. Doing a really good work, and it's and it's a hard job, and it's, it is, uh, you know, it's, it takes away from your family and all that stuff. So I'm, I don't want to don't want to belittle the people, but, but at the same time, I do believe we're actually going to be picking up. A, I do believe both the House and the Senate will move move pretty significantly to the election cycle. Well, how's the field? Uh, you're part of history here in Arkansas because uh, in 2010, of course, uh, the the Republicans took over running of this government. Uh, because at that point they got the majority the democrats had had it uh since after you know basically before and after the civil war uh and 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 now the republicans are running things and you know we're starting to see some of the fruits of that uh we saw some of the tax cuts we've seen i think there's more coming and uh we are now the number one pro-life state in the union you got to be proud of that yep I, I am. So I came in in 13, and that was the first time that we got the got the majority um, with 51 votes, 51 um, Republicans in the House. So that was a little different because there still was there was kind of a coalition between between the Democrats and Republicans and a few Republicans that, that sort of kept a lot of the control. But we did we even passed really good abortion bills that that first session in 2013 and we have like every year we'll pick up a few more seats and then we'll go, go a little bit further and accomplish a little bit more and it's been really good you know we're we're at you know, practically you know full employment in, in our in spite of the fact that we we've uh, worked through a pandemic you know there's a lot of still still people who are struggling that uh they got hit through through the pandemic but they're but, but for the most part the state as a whole is doing pretty good you know our our uh, revenue projections still up now. A lot of that is kind of bonus money because it's that that federal money that has been pumped into the system, and which of course caused you know pretty drastic inflation, which which means that everything that the state does costs more. Um, there's definitely some problems we're dealing with. 
but overall, you know, we, we are have a, we are no longer the worst um, tax state in our region. We are uh, no longer bottom when it comes to education. No longer on the bottom. So, so you know, it takes time, but we're getting there. Yeah, it it's a slog. It really, really is. It's taking you some time to make some of the advances that you have. You've been in there for eight years, and and it you've lost some battles. You've won some big battles, and and uh, you know we on the on the uh, the right side who are conservative are are really proud of you. You've done a great job, especially in gun rights. Let's talk a little bit about Sarah Sanders. She's going to be our candidate for governor. Uh, nobody is going to run against her in the primary. So everybody is uh, coalescing around her campaign. Uh, you know, I've always said that I think perhaps uh, uh, Governor Hutchinson was uh, the best governor that we could have to make the transition that we made from the Democrats to the Republican because the Republican Party itself needed to you know, get more principled about their platform and things of that nature. And that that has happened. Now it's time to get uh, the conservative side of that platform really instituted here in this state. And I think that uh, Sarah Huckabee will, uh, Sanders will do that. I think so too. Um, You know, the thing with with Sarah Sanders, a lot of people have have, uh, complained about it. I can begin the thing that lack of experience, which she has, a, brings a variety of experiences that I think will will treat will it'll be she'll handle it very well um, and action and knowledge. And if you have a chance to visit with her, or listen to her. The thing, the, the overriding characteristic has been most politicians that she has is humility. That she understands that she doesn't doesn't know everything, and that she has to have the right people around her that are that are interested, engaged, in order to accomplish great things. And I think that's I mean I think her superpower is her humility. So I'm I'm excited to see what brings to the table. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, another issue I wanted to touch with you about, and that is the. Uh, the things that have happened within the uh, the state Republican Party with women. Women have brought it to the table and done a good job. I mean, I can name a bunch of them. I mean, I'm, uh, you look at Mary Bentley yeah. and others that have really done a, a, a super job. And, uh, you know, I think as a state, we can be proud of, of uh, the women in the Republican Party. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a bunch of them are our our strongest legislators and and uh, most conservative and, and you know fierce warriors for their their. Game. And I think that they have uh, you know they are very well represented in our party. All right, and, and and they are the most since Republicans have taken over. There are more women in the legislature than ever in the history of of uh, the state. Yeah, Robin Lundstrom and others are just tremendous people. All right, so I got just another moment with you. I'm going to I'm going to assume you're going to win your primary and your general. You're going to be back into the uh, the Senate, the General Assembly. What are some issues that you personally want to get out there and be in front of? I know gun rights is one thing that you're always in front of, but what are some other things as well? Yeah, and, and honestly, one like getting stand your ground done. Last last year was sort of one of the the big ticket things that we we always we've been working on for years, um, 
and there's not that many other things. So getting the consumer care, we reduced the fee last year. You know, continue reducing it so that there's not that that any calorie year at all to people exercise. Which obviously we have constitutional carry, but the, the problem with the council carry is that you don't have reciprocity in other states that don't offer constitutional carry. So there's still good value you can get from you can carry in other states. Um, so continue working on that is, is always there. There are some other issues about, um, you know, limitations in places that you carry that, that feel some confusion that should be worked on. But honestly, for the most part, it's just protecting the rights that we do have. Um, and, and honestly, it, depending on what happens on the federal level, um, protecting the rights of our Kansans from, from the federal government that doesn't have the same views because to second member rights. But, you know, other things that we need to, you know, as – as the, the more and more information comes out and more people become aware that vaccination is not vaccination for you from COVID-19 or sharing the expression under Omicron, it's, there's, it, it acts as a it, it, statistically, I don't think it's actually doing it, but it's the data that you're more likely to Omicron if you're vaccinated than if you're not, right? So right. It's not, I don't think the vaccination is doing that. It's, it maybe gets people feeling more comfortable because the truth is, there is no public policy reason to force people to get it. Now, vaccination probably help keep you from getting getting sick, especially get the Delta instead of Omicron. But the, the reality is, that's an individual choice. That's not doesn't have a policy sense. So sharing that is not an issue. So, you know, as we move forward, that issue that, that we are going to have to address. So probably one of the reasons I got two of my opponents that individuals don't have taken a stand on that issue. But ultimately, I should know this individual. I mean, I don't ever hear any position on that and attacking that. That's going to be in focus. But, but seriously, I mean, I think things like continuing this in the tax rate um, are negative for that. We have to wait to find a way to do it smart. It gets in trouble. But we, and as we do, it's the whole concept of the life curve. If we can reduce the rate, you know, the revenue will end up falling because we'll end up having the economic growth over that gap. So, well, I'll tell you what. Bob, we're, we're out of time. Let me just jump in here and say next time you're here in the city, let me know so we can get you in here. I'd like to get some other guys in here as well. I'd like to talk about school choice and some other big issues that will be facing you as a General Assembly. I thank you for your time, and uh, I'll be talking to you down the road, my man. All right. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it. All right. Talk to you later. That, of course, Bob Ballinger, state senator here in Arkansas. Joe and Duck are next after the news here on the Dave Ellswick Show. After seven, and it's a Thursday. What does that mean? Hmm. Oh, yeah, Joe and Duck come in. So you don't know where you're at this morning. They're here huh? today. Well, no, I, I know where you guys are at. Finally, we got both of you back into the studio again. Yes, sir. You guys have had sicknesses, and you've had 
instances were short of help at your businesses and stuff and it's good to have you both here yeah i'm glad to be here just talking to joe he got his booster yesterday and he's feeling feeling like he's got flu yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's exactly and that's a pfizer that's what i took and i gotta Mm -hmm. tell you i had those aches and pains you know you'll be fine this afternoon okay it wears off finally it's no big deal but know that uh, you've got uh, as much protection as you can possibly get, which is not 100% protection. They're not exactly sure how much protection it is. No, I don't think they know, and I don't think they will know. Plus, <laughs> hey, every, here's his protection right here. Yeah, that's my protector. Every time it, it, it changes in variants, yeah. they have to go back and make a new booster. Yep. So this well, is, it's the same it's with like the flu, flu shot. Yeah, it's no different, yeah. And it's exactly like the flu shot just yeah. some some years the flu is really really bad and other years it's, it's not. not yeah uh it's pretty bad this year they've been saying but nobody's talking about the flu because if you show up i think they're saying you, you get covid <laughs> well uh russell nasa had it yeah in, in the mentally, flu no they had the covid okay and mentally COVID. they tested her she come back three times negative a couple of days later, she got a little sore throat, run a little fever, and so she went and got tested again. They said, no, you don't have the flu. I mean, you don't have COVID, but you got the flu. Okay. All so, right. and her mom and daddy had it, you know, for a week. You know, the flu? No, the COVID. Okay. Yeah. I have no idea. Now you can, you got, who knows what you got. Oh, you yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the more testing you do, more people are going to come up positive. Oh, yeah. I, I don't see why people can't figure that one out. This is my issue. If you're sick, why do you need a test? Stay home. Go to the doctor, your family physician, and let him treat the symptom. Yeah, he'll figure out yeah. what it is, the problem. And that's it. You don't have to stand in line to say, well, I might have it. I don't have it. Make an appointment with your doctor. Yeah, I mean, see I know people are buying. The room. I don't understand. People are buying tests, and yeah. they don't even have symptoms. They're, they've been told they can be asymptomatic. So what you need to do is to be tested to make sure you don't have COVID. And to that, I say, probably they're not going to infect anybody. No. Well, the, the, the because te- if you the don't have symptoms, one hundred percent anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I just look. I'm living my life free. Me too. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm living, living right, free. I'm going right on about my business. I'm, I'm, I'm heading out to the movies tonight. I haven't seen the new Spider-Man movie. I'm going to go see it tonight with my right. wife. I've seen a lot of other movies before this one. It just so happens that I'm, I've got a little bit of burnout as far as Marvel movies go right now. (laughs) That's about all that had been coming out for a while. So, uh, I've waited and now I'll go see the movie myself tonight. Cool. There's other movies coming. That's even better. Two weeks ago, you know what I went and saw? It's the new Scream movie. Oh, really? I highly, if you like the Scream movies, I highly recommend you go see it. It's just a little bit bit not as good as the Original. first one yeah but just a little bit i mean yeah. if you're not the first one you can't be the the, the, the groundbreaker yeah. you know and uh so you you get what you got coming but it's a fun movie it really is a fun That's movie good. it's kind of like agatha christie meets a uh, a slasher <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the way that's the, pretty good to that's, see. well that's the way the screen movies were it's a mystery with the with a whole lot of killing in it yeah with, with a whole bunch of people dying that's exactly right that's what it is all right 10 after seven i want to i've told everybody's going to ask you this question duck there's a i sent you guys both the story about this new device they want to put on trucks 
that when they get caught in crosswinds, and this probably happens more out west than it does here, uh, but we have a place, a couple places here in the state where the wind gets funneled down through them and uh, can blow, uh, you know, a truck over. That now the uh, the cab stays upright, and I think the trailer stays upright, but the top of the trailer, the the, the stuff that they're carrying, can fall over, right? No, the trailer turns over. Oh, the whole one trailer time. goes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, once it starts leaning to a certain degree, it, it lets it go. The fifth wheel pulls, pulls. you know, the electronic part pulls the fifth wheel, lets it slide off the back of the truck. But the only thing you got problem then, if you got somebody running 80 mile an hour behind you, it's going to come to a quick halt when them landing gears hit the ground. So, but, you know, it's, uh, the problem is it, it's people don't want to do it. You got so many independent drivers, and they they don't really want it because they don't want the liability of that trailer coming off, and Dave running into the back end of it and getting killed. Now uh-huh. it's a, it's a good thing if it's a loaded trailer, it ain't gonna turn over anyway. It's only an empty trailer. Okay, it's one's gonna turn over because a loaded trailer is gonna have forty four, forty five thousand pounds in it, so it ain't gonna it ain't gonna roll over that easy. That, we ain't gonna pick it that, up and turn it over. That's something that people don't understand. What you just said, the trailer may have. 40 45,000 pounds in it. Well, the legal weight in the legal weight in Arkansas for a truck running up down the interstate is 80,000 pounds. So how many of them you think right today's fuel prices is not maxed out? Oh yeah. They're right under the 80,000 pounds. 79 740. That's full of fuel, full, you know, everything. Because that's sounds where they can make a living right now. That my friends is a lot that's why if you're driving, don't try to cut a truck off. He he can't stop like you can. No. And, and another thing too, Dave, don't ride beside him unless you know. Yeah, you I get really I get around him. I don't. He, I don't. Un, for the life of me, I don't understand the people that you're out on the road with and they go to pass and then they slow down. Yep. And just pace it. Yeah. Well, if it falls over, you're going to be dead. Yeah. Well, if it blows a, a left a tire, car, yeah can be dead all he all he is in is steering wheel holder That's hoping it. that he can get it wowed up yep because it's going wherever it wants when it wants it may go right it may go left you don't never know and if the wind hits it you'll watch the trailer wiggle at you oh yeah <laughs> I, I've seen such him. wagon you know what i'm saying we was coming from cody wyoming a couple of years ago at you know across the flatlands out there yeah, that's some wind out there and the the guy in front of me and I done held the steering wheel to the right on that motor home to my arms was give out, but he had an empty trailer, flatbed trailer. Now me wasn't in box, and it the back end was running a foot out of line from the front end. That's how bad the wind was pushing him around. And I told Teresa, I said we drove about about four and a half five hours. I said I'm through. <laughs> yeah, where the you next, out? The next campground we come up on, we're spending the night. I'm, I'm pulling over. Yeah, because I done fought that wind for four and a half five hours and. You know, when the motor home ain't nothing but a big sail to start with, and it's pushing against it, and you're holding the steering wheel to the right, trying to keep it from pushing across the road, and I'm through. I ain't that big a hurry. I don't have to be in that big a hurry. <laughs> well, that's why you got an RV. That's right. So you don't have to be in a hurry. That's correct. And we actually found a, spark, a parking spot and spent the night. Got up the next morning, it was, you know, the wind was calmed down. We went on to Cheyenne. But you were in a good part of the country. Yep. It was actually at Casper when when we spent the night. Cause I told that thing going no farther. Man, I I like those areas that you're talking about. You know, 
but you can see for miles, Dave, because it's so flat. Have you ridden? Have you ridden through Montana? No, that's uh, one place we're going to go this this summer. You'll understand why they call it Big Sky Country. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just it's amazing. It looks like the sky never ends. Mm-hmm. Just stretches out in front of you and keeps on going. It's kind of like going across Kansas. Yeah, you get on Interstate seventy going across Kansas, and you, that thing is straight. And you can see 100 miles seem like ahead of you. And that's why when you hear the the old song, this land is your land and this land is my land, they talk about the, the you know, the rivers of grain and all of that rolling. I mean, when the wind starts blowing through the wheat, when it's tasseling out there. Whistling. It's gorgeous out there. It really is. It's a, You can see waves. Yep. You see waves out there. There's you no- get, and then you get to the far side before you get to Colorado and they got all the sunflowers. Amber waves of grain. Yeah. And windmills. Yeah. Oh, the, now see, I, Kansas it, is full of windmills. It's been a few years since I've been through there. So, yeah, I could see where that they when would be get, big with all the wind they got. When you get past Topeka and on out through there, it's windmills on both sides of the interstate. And the, and the wind blows so bad, they got an airplane sock in the middle of the interstate. Really? Telling you how bad the wind's blowing from the, from the south to the north. It makes me wonder when I when I'm I'm out there and I look at all of those uh, uh, windmills, how much static electricity they're 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 causing uh, out there. You, I'm just going to tell you, some of those windmills you don't want to just walk up and grab hold of. They didn't knock you down. It may lock you up. May, you know, light you up a little bit, Dave. You'll be all right. That was one of the best parts of Chase uh, Hunting Red October. You've seen that movie. When, it, when they're going out to the helicopter mm-hmm. and it's causing all the static electricity off the blades. People don't think about stuff like that. that you know, you, you don't think about physics and What about and, the and people that out that. west that they sit on that platform on a helicopter and the helicopter rides them up to the electric line and they drop it, that ground rod over to it. I'm glad they want to do the job. Then he crawls out on the electric line on this little old cart, running up and down, putting the isolation on it, you know. No, <laughs> it wouldn't be me. No, I'm I'm with you. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be me. All right, seventeen after seven. Let's get a break in, and then we'll come back and we'll continue our conversation. If you got a Kia, we're going to talk about a Kia Sorento. All right, when we come back, let's talk about bumper to bumper. How are things going with bumper to bumper? Are uh, have they have they been able to survive? And are the uh, the issues with the the chain getting better? I guess so. Yes, sir. We haven't had a lot of issues of not being able to get any parts, and they're they're usually uh, what we see in the, in the winter time is a slowdown anyway. But this winter, everything is still staying busy as it was back in July, and they're yes. keeping up. So that that's fine with us, isn't it, Doc? Yes, I've had a little bit of truck filter problems getting uh, because they they don't have the paper to make them with. Like I need an air filter for a motorhome the other day. I went up to Dickie's, and we got in the book, and I finally found one. And this is a can filter. It's all made into one. Got two straps that goes over it, puts it on the motorhome. Yeah, not little. No. Uh, <laughs> but I found one up Dickie's in a book that they had. It was three inches longer, so I called Russell, and I said, how much room you got at the end of this air filter? He said, oh, I got a foot probably. I said, okay. So I get in and take it back, and you know, but the problem is uh, Wix, the ones that I needed, Wix said they don't have the paper to build it. Okay. So, you know, but uh, pretty well, they've got pretty well anything we want. Well, that's good. That's what we want to hear. They were talking with the 
the money people yesterday, about a two-hour interview, I watched some of it on, on Fox Business, but they said that the supply chain issues will not be cleared up until mid-23. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt that. Same way with the chip shortage. Uh, yeah, they're talk, saying that maybe not to the end of next year. Yeah, everybody I talk to says it's going to be next year before they get enough tips and get them, you know. Which GM, the, the GM Ford dealer out there by me, they've got a few cars and trucks, you know, that they've got in. New ones? I, well, they look new, so I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming they look new, you know. Could Dave. be just details really good. Dave. Yes. How many C-130s do you see uh, fly over your house every day? Not as many as I used to. Yeah. But my point about that is they're doing those training flights. Yes. Why don't they fly them to California and load them and bring them back? There's, you know, you know there's, let's there's talk about this when hundreds we come of back. Air Force bases. Yeah let, yeah. let's talk about that when we come back because that has been brought up on several shows. And uh, I think Trump would have already have done oh, this. Oh, absolutely. But Biden will not. Well, we'll talk about it when we come back here on the, the Dave Ellsworth Show. 720, let's take our, our break, and then we'll be back with the uh, with Joe and, and Duck and their answers to car questions. Okay, I just wanted to tell you guys that I found a new show that I'm binging on uh, Amazon. Okay. It's been around now for seven years, right. and I hadn't seen it. And I just started watching it. Uh, last week and i can't stop have you watched bosch no you gotta watch it's great it's a great show you'll like it you'll like it a lot he's kind of he's a he's dirty he's harry callahan light Mm -hmm. that's what he is he gets the job done let's put it that way cool and i like it it's it's pretty and it's in la which makes it even better (laughs) because he's dealing with all the fruit nuts and flakes out there you know Mm -hmm. but it was good it's it's a good show Bosch, B-O-S-C-H. It's on Amazon Prime. All right. Just so you know. All right. Enough about uh, television. Let's go back to what we were talking about. Joe, you were saying why don't we use our military to maximum effect? And and, and rightly so. It could be done this way. We're running training flights anyway for C-130s and transports. Well, C-17s as well. Load them up with them containers and, and, and fly them to their destination at an Air Force Base. Kick them in off. any state. You know, there's an Air Force Base in every state. Yeah, and, and yeah. allow the trucks to meet them there. They can even land at, at Little Rock National Airport. Yeah. 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 C-130 land real short. They can you land better them believe at, they can. They can land them in Little Rock and, 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 and uh, one of the distribution centers for Walmart's in Cersei. Have them traders come down and pick them things up and move them. Yeah. Get them unloaded. And they're waiting. They're in, running training flights Cer- anyway. Yeah, Cersei is that they they just take care of Arkansas, or are they taking care of some round? I don't know exactly. I, I think that it's Arkansas and probably some surrounding well, areas. Okay. They got another one up at uh, Clarksville. Yeah, because I got a customer. He's got two trucks leased on to him, and he runs pretty well in the state of Arkansas, over in Mississippi a little bit, mm-hmm. and down in northern Louisiana. And but he's home every night. Yeah, I mean, seriously, you can get your training in. Mm-hmm. The the load masters you can get their training in that way. I wonder how many could that you works. put on a on a C one thirty? Couple C seventeen, man. There's no telling how many trucks you could put on. Those things are huge. I'm going to say that you could probably get probably. I don't know this. If somebody wants to call in and give us a figure, we would love to hear it. Yeah, yeah but cool. I bet you could get six or eight of them in there. It's got a lot of room in it. Yeah, no. Tell you that much. 
Because when it's full and you're riding it, you're up against the wall. <laughs> you're in a web seat. I, yeah. I know that for a fact. Holding on for dear life. And, nah, nah. You're bouncing around a little bit because they fly lower than typical yeah. airplanes do. They're well, props. they do training flights anyway every day. Yeah. Every one of them. What I hated about them is you got all that fuel smell and it's hot because you're flying low. And the old saying is there are those who have been sick on C-130s and those that will get sick. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the way it is. You'll 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 leave some of you behind sometimes the first time you fly. I'm just letting you know yeah. just the way it is. But that's a great a great idea, and I don't know why we're not hearing anything from the military, and I don't know. Well, I know why we're not hearing anything from Biden administration. They don't know the butt from the hole in the ground. Yeah, he says all that, I know is that I, I just hear them every day, and I'm thinking, you know, if we're going to do these training flights, fly them somewhere and help the supply chain. Why waste it? Look how many eighteen wheeler trucks with the federal government owns. Yeah. Yeah, why aren't they using it? Yeah, all those, all of those trucks that FEMA has. Yeah, yeah, where they at? Surprise! They ought to be at the ports loading. You get that right, and it can, and soldiers can unload as well as anybody else can. You know, of if, course, if, you'd have to go tell the unions to screw themselves. If you're unloading a, a U.S. naval vessel, they do that daily. Yeah. They're very good at it, loading oh, and yeah. unloading those. I'm just saying you'd have to tell the unions. I'm sure the unions have something in there to protect their jobs. You would have to tell them, look, this is a national emergency. You're done. Move. We got this. We're all going to do it. We got it. Move out of the way. You guys do it. We'll do it. I'll tell you what. You take that one. We'll take this one. <laughs> <laughs> so who gets moved first? Yeah. Well, we know how that'll work. Yeah. I can tell you that. My brother got out of the service. And went to work in the steel mill, Youngstown Sheet and Tube. Was running a um, a, a crane out there. He left after a year because he could not put up with the unprofessionalism. Mm. He could not. Said so drove him crazy. So he went back in the military. Mm-hmm. Where you know when somebody said we got this to get done, let's get it done, and everybody jumped to and got it done. Mm-hmm. That's not the way it works in the real world. No, no. You know, they, they say, screw you, it's coffee break time. I'd like to go one time to uh, where they build big trucks. Uh-huh. And I'd like to watch the truck from the time they lay them two frame rails in that jig and start putting it together. Because when that idiot put that clamp upside down, put it up against the bottom of the cab, I'd hit him in back the head with something. Say, turn that clamp around. What's wrong yeah. with you? I'm the one has got to replace that clamp one of these days. And you get, and and we've had to take cutoffs off and cut the clamp off because they got them turned up against the, the the floorboard. Not paying attention, and then whoever is the supervisor's not paying attention. It goes right up the chain on that one. But mm-hmm. I'd hit him in back of the head and tell him, "Hey, look, you ain't the one got to try to fight this thing up underneath there." So, but turn the, the clamp problem around. is, Doc, you know as well as I do. I know. It's not them that they were punished. It's you for hitting him on the back of the head. Uh, probably so. <laughs> I'd still hit him on the back of the head. Yep. That's why I like Gibbs on the NCIS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Proby. And that's why that's why Denozo didn't like it. You can but smack I, him on the back of the head. But I'd like to watch one to start from the two frame rails and when they drive it off the line. All right. We'll come back. we got more to talk about. We'll get to a car in a moment here on the Dave Ellswick Show. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly, what do you got? Easton Towing, you get in trouble on the highway, give them a call if you need a tow. They'll take care of you whether you lock your keys in the car. Don't have to be towed for that, but they'll get in your car and get your keys for you. 
If you have a flat tire, they'll change it for you. But if you're uh, out driving and your car stops, and let's say you're, tra- you know, you're you're dragging your trailer behind you, or your boat behind you, they'll take care of both of those things because there's some different things that they're going to have to do. So just keep this in mind. No matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it. They've got the answers for you. All you have to do is call them, 501-888-8849, 501-888-8849. That is East End Towing. All right, 735 here on a Thursday. Joe and Duck are here, and uh, good to have them here. I'm glad to see both of them here. Your wife's doing good? Sure. Because people want to know that if she's she's doing good, so she's doing good. That's great. And how are you, Duck? How's uh-huh. that knee? I don't know. I'll tell you more about it about 11 o'clock today when they MRI it. Oh, no. They're going to put you in the tube, huh? They are. Well, they're just going to run my leg in. Well, it's still you're close enough that you're going to listen to You know, you hear all those good sounds that go along. If the head had to go in first, yeah, they got to give me two of them little funny pills. Oh, do they? You can't. Oh, yeah. You get claustrophobic. I used to, could. I can't no more. Yeah. Do they give you a headset so you can listen to music? Uh, they've tried everything. They put a rag over my eyes and everything. About three minutes is all I can make it. But they give me two little more funny pills and the little blue ones. Ah, uh, they the last one I they had look was different. Pink. That they look different than Viagra. All right, they're different. <laughs> the last one I had ones. was pink. Okay, <laughs> and after I took the second one about ten minutes, I didn't care really what they did. There you go. You're absolutely right. I laid down there and went to sleep. And took a nap. Took a nap. That's the way you want to do it. Yep. Absolutely. I'm. I got an MRI in in front of me now. I've I've been going through my uh, all of my uh, work with the therapist about my my right shoulder. So they got one more week to do, and then we'll go in and take an MRI and. Is it and the well, Medic- Medicare then will have to go along with what Dr. Gillum t- would have told him from the very beginning is we're going to have to do surgery on the guy's right shoulder. And I'm not looking forward to it, but, man, I'm tired of waking up in the middle of the night, my shoulder just hurting like a devil, you know. Mm-hmm. Just got to get up, take some take some uh, aspirin, take uh, ibuprofen, and then that makes a dull roar, and then I can sleep through that. That's mm-hmm. no problem. Yeah. Uh, not fun. All right, so let's go back and, and, and talk more here about what we've been discussing. Get the military involved in getting this stuff moved around the United States. It won't be forever, maybe another year. And then hopefully after you've hired all these 18-year-olds to drive trucks. Cross state lines. Yeah, they'll be able to get out there and drive trucks for you. Well, not only that, Dave, look how much training they're getting. Like Joe said. They're flying them, them them big airplanes well, anyway. And they need training. that training. Fly from here to California, like Joe said. Pile them all you can get in there. Fly them back over and land them. They, they got them big old tack loaders. They can drag them out on them, set them right over on the trailer. And here's the other thing. You can charge the people who are using you for the JP, you know, for the jet, uh, fuel that you're yeah. using. You so, can charge them for transporting it. they got to you know, pay somebody. The whole, the whole nine yards. I mean... The military can make some money off of this. But not only Nothing that, wrong look them. how much training they get. Yeah, I agree with you. They I'm get training. Don't disagree. Like you said, the loadmaster that's making sure everything is loaded and tied down, he gets training, and you know, and it, I, you know, I'm, I don't know. They'd all be working like this, you know, in the military. They'd be ready to go to the Ukraine. 
<laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> I'm sure most of them don't want to get over there. It's pretty cold over there this time of year. Yeah, do you see the Russians? They was going through that one little town right before you get to the Ukraine. Uh-huh. Looked like snow was about four foot deep. <laughs> I'm thinking, man, that'd be miserable. Yeah, miserable. War is never fun. Nope. But in the snow, you know, you, yeah. You ask the Russians; they'll fight in it. They're pretty good at it. Yep. Hitler found that out. Napoleon found that out. And uh, bottom line is, you if you don't have to do it, stay you don't want to do it. Yeah, stay home till springtime. <laughs> yep. And then wait a few weeks to let the ground dry out a little bit because it's a lot of tundra up in that area. So it gets really, really. Church called me easy. out here on on Chanel. Oh no, she said uh, Blake. Um, I need to bring my Ford van and my Chevrolet van. They didn't get to Dodge this time because the Dodge ain't worth nothing. Okay. They they don't want the Dodges. They they ain't worth cutting off. But they got their new Chevrolet van. They got their new Ford van. And what did they take? Cut the cats off. Duck the cats. Yeah. yeah. Last time, catalytic converter. Last time between the two was about three months ago, four months ago now. It was about $5,000 time I fixed it because I couldn't find no aftermarket ones because they've been, they haven't been used up, ain't they, Joe? Yep, absolutely. So wind up having to buy them the whole exhaust from Ford and from GM. But people don't realize in your catalytic converter, there is some of the most precious metals Platinum. known on earth inside of them. Well, there's one, I don't even know what the name of the metal is, but it can be fired up to such a high temperature. Yeah. That it you know it burns off the, the those uh, gases that they got to burn off on on some of these eighteen water Dave that cat filter it'll heat up to twenty six hundred degrees yeah you don't want to get under right then and try to change it no that's what they tell you don't pull over on <laughs> side of the road in the grass yeah you set it on fire that's yeah, exactly yeah. right you will do that there's been a many a farmer's truck burn up when they cut in wheat they run out in the middle of that wheat field jump out fill the combine full of fuel and next thing you know it's all on fire not good nope that's not good all right there was one there's a nissan one okay yeah we wanted to do this because joe looked at this at dave we got to do this first leave the uh kia for the second one okay so here we go owen has got a 2009 nissan altima or is it altima Uh, four cylinder 2.5 liter my car engine won't turn over. It was diagnosed a while ago as a fuel pump gone bad. Now I replaced the fuel pump, but isn't getting power to it. I bought a new relay, but I cannot find where to put it at. Does anyone know where it is? Also, note, my car has no check engine lights, no brake lights, no crank issues. Like, it runs great. So if there are any other possible reasons why the engine won't turn over after it cranks, please let me know. Now, this is the reason Joe wanted to do this. He read this and knew exactly what was going on. Well, I can tell him that uh, the cam and the crank have to receive a signal. It's got to be in sync. If it doesn't have a cam or a crank signal, it won't turn the fuel pump on. And why was that? The reason is because if you're driving and you have a crash and the engine is, is disabled and it quits running but you're knocked out or unconscious and the key's in the run position it will not and fuel line broke it won't empty the tank with the fuel pump because when the engine quits running it quits running the pump quits running so you don't end up a shish kebab 
Exactly. Correct. I think this was misdiagnosed on the front end. I don't know what's wrong with it right now, but I'll be willing to bet you because we see a bunch of these, don't we, Doug? Exactly, and, and go to Nissan and buy you the parts. That's correct. Buy you, you a cam crank sensor. Put them both on there. That's what they recommend at the same time. They look identical. If you put them on there and you get that signal, and this is pretty easy to diagnose, and you won't necessarily have a code for it all the time either, will you, Doug? No. On the, on the crank signal. But if you hook a scan tool up and you crank the engine and you don't see any RPMs, you need to be looking at that crank sensor and you need to be looking at the wiring and the plug-in going to it. Yep. And you most likely can put a crank cam sensor in it. It goes right on about its business. But until it sees that crank moving, it's never going to turn the fuel pump Well, on. you know, and then another thing we was talking to, you know, the 065s and 06, the 62s, 65s, and the 069s and 73s, yep. they work through the, the oil sending unit. unit. Where when if you turn bottom side up and the motor shut off, it shut the fuel pump off. So if you put the rusty side up and the shiny side down, it's going to turn it off. Yeah. Well, it, it, you, even the seven threes, if you drive it till it it, it runs out of oil, say it had oil leak, and you drove it till it run out of oil, it just shut the motor off. It'll never damage the engine. No, so I've got them in there. Yeah, they hold twelve quarts, and I've got them in there and put eight quarts in them. I got them off the side wow. of the freeway several times, just oh, yeah. like that. Well, I got a little oil leak, but I didn't think it was leaking that bad. I said, ain't any oil in it. Let's fill it up. Put filled up with oil, fire right up. And then you get them in there and pull the fuel filter off and look down the fuel filter. Oh, it's black. Yeah. Put a set of O-rings in it. Yep, exactly. Interesting. Yep. That's kind of interesting. It really is. Hey, don't forget about PI Roofing. They're the people that are the professionals who will take care of your roof. I had them out uh, the other day. I told you about that. I got back my uh, quote that they did and decided to accept one and if not going to accept the other. But uh, the one that I'm going to accept is that if you remember that big tornado went through Kentucky, it basically, the supercell started over Cabot. That's, that's where it got started revving up at. And we had some terrible, terrible winds out there. So I had a bunch of wind damage to my to my home, and I had also some hail damage. So uh, I got to call Alan Kerr today. He's my insurance agent, and he's going to have to get an appraiser out there with PI Roofing. I expect that I'll be paying the uh, deductible and getting a new roof on my house. So anyway, uh, they do the good job. They do it well. He came out, spent about forty five minutes, sent me a bunch of pictures, said. Wind damage, wind damage, wind damage, hail. You know, he showed it all to me. He says, uh, I need to talk to the appraiser. So I'll, I'll get them together. I'll set a table up in front of the house and a couple of chairs so they can sit down and talk to each other and decide what they're going to do. You know, it's, it's kind of like, how do you keep a war from starting? And I put them together. All right. P.I. Roofing, 707-3551. I've told you, i tell you again, nobody else has got up and worked on my roof other than P.I. Roofing. 707-3551, or you can just uh, get online at piroofing.com and get things taken there. All right, we're back with you. we got to stop talking football. Anyway, <laughs> we were talking football, Heidi. I just, wanted, right. I, I just had a question. I just, you know. Yeah, well, that's a good question. I mean, starting this year, they had, if they're selling jerseys and stuff, and you've got, let's say, uh, Jackson, the name of the quarterback? Is that his name? No. Um, well, let, let's just let's just say, uh, you know, the guy from 
Alabama just won the Young. the Heisman. Young, yeah. And you sell a, 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 a sweatshirt or something, they've got to give him a cut of that. And he could be. I, I heard that he's making close to a million dollars. Nick Saban said he's making a million dollars. Okay, so he's making he's making good money, and, and I think right he he should be paid for that. However, you have the question: Does the university continue to give full ride scholarships to them? Okay. Yes. Okay, he's getting a million dollars, but he wouldn't get that money, and he wouldn't be that good if he didn't have offensive line taking care of him so but what the do fan, they, get? The, they don't get anything the fans have got to buy their jerseys and you know the poor old linemen they don't get as much money in the nfl either and they're the one that makes <laughs> him look good you better believe it any good football coach will tell you it all starts at the the offensive and defensive lines it's in the trenches the games are won or lost i i was just curious about that i you know I'll bet you that during Christmas time and the holidays, he supplements those guys pretty darn well. Yep, I bet you he takes them out to dinner and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, he, he would. But be, if you got a million dollars, you should be able to take him out to dinner. Yeah. Well, that, and he probably gives them a good Christmas present. Yeah, watches or something. Mm, ain't no telling. Yep, I agree. Gift cards. Yeah, Walmart gift cards. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's, only, you know, he, there's a lot involved in that. There's I eight, love you guys. Here's a fifty dollar gift card to Outback. I think I just <laughs> that just make them not want to block next year. That'd give them enough to get the juices off the <laughs> stage. Stand up and say, "Hey, <laughs> run on through." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get tired of getting hit, you might want to make yeah, a bigger gift right. card. That's why not. That's why no quarterback ever dates a lineman's girlfriend, especially if they happen to if you're right handed and they're on the left side. Yeah, <laughs> you, you're gonna wake up the next day you know wonder but, what train ran over you here. know because I, I sent blake up u of a i spent about a hundred and twenty thousand dollars getting him through school because i didn't want him to owe nothing when he got out okay because i've heard these horror stories about these people owing two and three hundred thousand dollars and they got it on 30-year term of debt that's you know and they're paying three and four and five hundred dollars a month to pay it back off but I, I wanted to make sure Blake got through college and out of college and didn't know nothing. Good. And I did. Good job. You're a good dad. I did, you know. Did a good job. Well, I mean, I had to take some. I had to go out and get some money. And then I had, I think it was three three years after I graduated, I was then I had to start paying it back. Because they figure in three years you should be making enough money that you can pay one bill at least. At least, you know. But, well, yeah, I paid mine back. And another thing, too, I got. You know, they're talking about get forgiving all these student debts. No. No. Absolutely but, not. But Here's if, what government. But, let but the government they, get out of giving the money. But if they do, mm-hmm. somebody like me that's paid for their son to go to college, how come I don't get my $50,000 back? I'm with you. Okay. I agree with what you're saying. Just because I I borrow money from a bank. Okay, so I had to meet a lot of requirements to get that money from the bank. Mm-hmm. Now you bar- you're borrowing basically from the government. They don't have all those requirements. Uh, you're gonna have, well, and, and when you borrow, that means in good faith you're going to pay it back. Well, this well, stuff that the American taxpayer is supposed to pay a college kid's loans back, that's BS. Well, you know, last year we got the PPP loan. Before I could get my loan, I had to take to the bank 
all my employees W-2s, showing that they work for me, how much they made, and all that stuff. But then you then you see on TV where these people got four and five million dollars and had no employees. Now, how is somebody not involved in this? It's a government program. But I understand. But <laughs> but my banker would not let me do it until I proved you know how many I had. They they learned how to scam the system. I understand. That's what they did. Mm-hmm. I'm watching Joe Joseph rolling his eyes. Well, I've heard this story before. <laughs> well, you, you you take you take that PPP program, okay? There's those loans came from the local bank. Yeah, and then the government paid them back. So there, the bank is in control of that. So it wasn't just the person in, involved in application for that. It would be the people that processed it too. Now, when I'm writing so, in in the morning. I'm listening to Fox News and yeah. you know keeping up on what's going on and some of the what's interesting is the ads that are playing. <laughs> There's at least eight trunking companies that are running ads looking for drivers. All right. And the other one that's running is this one company that evidently does all the paperwork for you on one of these government programs mm-hmm. and you can get thirty three thousand dollars per employee. Mm-hmm. And and they make sure in the ad it says this is free money, but you got to know how to get it. We do, and we'll, well do. We'll take care of it for you. I, I got a little brother. I got a brother that owns three or four houses. Well, you know, last year they put that out where they didn't have to pay the rent. That's blah, right. Blah, blah. Still, so in some had, places it's still in vogue. He mm-hmm. had two people that move out in the middle of the night, so he filed to get his rent money from because they hadn't paid rent in a year. And the federal government told him, said, well, the only way you can do this is we got to have their email address, their phone number, their full name. He said, um, I got their email address. I got their phone number, but the phone's turned off. So they won't let him have rent because he don't have their email address. So they can send them an email, and they give them 30 days to reply to the email. I told my little brother, I said, just throw them out of email. There you go. But. You know, there's $173 million left in that account because they're doing stupid stuff, you know. But what can I say? Number one, that the government should never have said you don't have to pay your rent. That's no. between you and your landlord. No, there's a lot of landlords that are looking out there on apartment complexes and say they ain't paid their rent, but they're all driving new cars and got new boats. Yep. Oh, yeah. And they ain't working. Yep, I understand. All right, let's do Andy, because I promised everybody we'd yep. talk about this Kio Sorento. Six-cylinder, three-and-a-half-liter engine. I have changed the upper plenum spark plugs, no oil or coolant on plugs, valve cover gaskets. The coolant does not appear to have a leak. Level has been constant for a month. Oil level also appears to be staying constant. White smoke coming from exhaust. Once a week, I checked the area marked in, in the picture. We didn't get the picture and find a very small amount of oil in the general area of the arrows. I assume this is dripping on the exhaust manifold and causing the smoke. Suggestions? Well, I can't. Uh, if it, if this smoke's coming out the exhaust, I'm going to say it's probably, uh, and this is a 600, 3.5 liter. Yes. I'm going to say probably it's... Uh, fuel smoke because it'll smoke white won't yes. it? i don't know how it's running we don't have that on yeah. here but it's hard to get smoke if it's dripping on the manifold and smoking at the manifold that means it's leaking above it and it's most likely a valve cover gasket they might have done a 
not done a good job on sealing that up. If it's coming out the tailpipe, it's not up at the front external leak. It's something internal. But, you know, today's world, with the way these engines are, fuel smoke is one of the major indications it's got a running problem, right? Yes. And they, and they don't say nothing about a running problem. It says we uh, replace the upper plantum and spark plugs. You know, if you got the plantum off and it's got a bunch of miles on it, you're going to put spark plugs in anyway. Sure. All right. All right, Duck, thanks for coming in. It's good to see you as well. For you too, Joe, good to see you you as well, and thank you for coming in today. Uh, They'll be back next Thursday, so if you have a a question for them, uh, go ahead and just email me, dave at salemlr.com. I'll get it to them, and then they'll be ready to answer it when they come back on the show next week. Tomorrow to Friday, Robert Steinbach and Chris Corbett will be with me. Uh, I think we're going to get our guest in that was supposed to be here today talking about the people who are spending billions of dollars to support China and the Olympics. And should they, we'll talk about that tomorrow. And Matt Smith will talk about the newest movies that are coming up next week uh, here at the movie theater. So that's coming your way tomorrow. See you at 6 a.m. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.